I will be reading from Genesis 16, verses 1 through 16. Now Sari, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had an Egyptian slave girl whose name was Hagar. And Sari said to Abram, You see that the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my slave girl. It may be that, uh, that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. So after Abram had lived for ten years in the land of Canaan, Sari, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her slave girl, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as a wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. Then Sari said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my slave girl to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sari, Your slave girl is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sari dealt harshly with her, and she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave girl of Sari, where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I am running away from my mistress, Sari. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will so greatly multiply your offspring that they cannot be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Now you have conceived and shall bear a son. You shall call him Ishmael, for the Lord has given heed to your affection. He shall be a wild ass of a man with his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him and he shall live at odds with all his kin. So she named the Lord who spoke to her. You are Elroy, for she said, Have I really seen God and remained alive after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Berlaharoth. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him, Ishmael. The word of the Lord. Continuing on with that story, maybe. 
the Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abram, Abraham a son in his old age. At the time of which God has spoken to him, Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who would ever have said to Abraham and Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not inherit along with my son Isaac. The matter was very distressing to Abraham on account of his son. God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, for it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named for you. As for the son of the slave woman, I will make a nation of him also, because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about a distance of a bowshot. For she said, do not let me look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Come, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. The word of the Lord. Sometimes I dream about Earth, where I was born. I imagine what it would have been like to grow old, surrounded by my own people, with my sisters and my cousins all around me. My family was close. We took care of each other. If only I could have gotten advice from my aunts and my mother, maybe they would have known just what to do 
so I could conceive a child. I was so young when we left Ur, just a newlywed, ready to follow Abram anywhere. It was exciting, setting out into the unknown. I don't regret any of it. We've had such a fulfilling life. We've seen so much. It was in the wilderness that my life changed. It was in the wilderness that I found God. And God saw me. Who would have thought that I, ordinary Sarai, would capture the heart of Pharaoh? We've had so many adventures. And God has protected us everywhere that we went. If I had stayed home, I never would have known how truly powerful and wise Yahweh is. I never would have seen how vast and amazing the world is. Our lives have been so blessed, Abram and I. Oh, Abram, he's such a good and faithful man. We make a great team. He treats me like a partner, his trusted companion. He never complains to me about not having children, but I know he wants a family so badly. We both do. He could have easily taken another wife, one who would bear him children, but he won't do it out of his love and respect for me. It doesn't matter what he says, how often he tells me how beautiful and brave and smart I am. Most days, I still wake up feeling like a failure, worthless. Motherhood comes so easily for all the women around me. Why can't I manage this one simple thing? I've been so faithful, God. I have followed you across the desert, through the wilderness, trusting that you would provide, trusting that you would fulfill your promises. I have served you with all my heart. But now, in my old age, everyone looks down on me. They think I'm cursed because I'm barren. Even Hagar, who was my dearest friend, who listened to me pour out my heart, who has cried with me so many times. She knows how much I want to bear children of my own. She gave me the idea, maybe I should try a surrogate mother, and I could at least raise the child. She told me what a good mother I would be, so caring and nurturing. But even she makes me feel worthless now. For years, years, I have tried to get pregnant, and it happened to her so fast, so easily. And she won't even talk to me now. She thinks she is so much better than me, so blessed and so special. I feel betrayed by Hagar, by Abram, but most of all, by God. met Sarah and Abraham many years ago when my father, the Pharaoh, wanted Sarah for himself. 
Sarai and Abram, as they were known at the time, had just fled to Egypt to get away from the famine. To protect Sarah from rivals, Abram told everyone she was his sister. It took a very large gift of livestock and plagues from God to convince my dad she was not his to have. He gave her back to Abraham and with her, me, saying that it is better that my daughter should be a slave in the house of such a woman than a mistress in another house. My new life with Sarah and Abraham was good in the beginning. Sarah was very kind. She treated me well. We were confidants, even friends. Sarah always shared about how her God had promised she and Abraham a child, but it hadn't happened yet. She was still holding out hope, but knew she was still getting older. Sarah wondered why God would make such a promise and not see it through. I had almost forgotten that I was a servant. Almost until the day Sarah came to me with an idea. She wanted me to be her surrogate. For Abraham to, make, to take me as a wife, to lay with him and try to bear a child that she could raise on her own. It was customary. I knew it was a possibility, but I didn't think it would really happen. My reality had been reduced to a slave in all the possibilities that came, and all the responsibilities that came with it. I wanted to please Sarah. I wanted to make her happy. Abraham is a good man, but I did not love him. I did not want to lay with him. I did not want to be his wife. But that wasn't my choice. I kept thinking about my father's words. I had become a mistress. And that thought made me angry. It made me resentful towards Sarah. It broke our friendship. And everything changed. A few weeks passed and I realized I was with child. And though the circumstances that led to me being pregnant were less than ideal, I was grateful that I conceived. I was thankful that my duty had been done. I hoped Sarah was pleased. At the same time, I felt strong again. I felt accomplished again, like the person I once was in my father's house. But as the baby grew inside me, the thought of giving it up to be raised by Sarah and Abraham was painful. It was my child, my flesh and blood, my resentment and contempt for Sarah grew. And it was clear that her resentment grew for me too. It appeared that things between Sarah and Abraham were also on rocky soil. My friendship with Sarah quickly deteriorated. I had no one to turn to, no one to talk to. I was pregnant and alone, and no one could help. 
I had to wonder, where is this ever-present God that Sarah and Abraham are always talking about, that they are always trying to please, that they are always claiming is so faithful? Look at this broken mess of unfulfilled promises and dreams manipulated by high-handed humans. I couldn't take it anymore. I thought it would be better if I were alone in the wilderness than to constantly be berated by Sarah. And so I left. I was with Sarai in the wilderness, and God changed her life. God was with Sarai and Abraham as they traveled across Canaan, trusting faithfully in God's promise to make their descendants as numerous as the stars. It wasn't easy. At times, it felt like God had forgotten them or even betrayed them. But long after Sarai had given up hope, God spoke to her. God heard her cries, her, an elderly, childless woman who felt like a failure, who felt like she was looked down on by everyone else, an outcast because of her barrenness. But God heard her cries. God was with her in her sadness and her frustration, in her loneliness, and when her hope was gone. God was with Hagar in the wilderness, and God changed her life. It was in the wilderness that Hagar found God, and God saw Hagar. Sitting by the spring of Shur, God appeared to Hagar. God knew Hagar's struggles, her broken heart, her fear. God hears her and sees her. God knows her and calls her by name. God speaks to Hagar and acknowledges her pain and assures her that everything will be all right. God saw Sarai. God gave her a new name, Sarah, as a sign of his promise to bless her and give her a son. In Genesis 18, when the Lord visits Abraham and Sarah's tent, God asks for her by name, makes sure that she hears the promise for herself, and even speaks directly to her. When Sarah laughs at the idea that an old woman could still have a child, the Lord says to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And the Lord says to her, oh yes, you did laugh. I love that Sarah laughs and God hears her laughter. And it's because of Sarah's laughter over what God is about to do, how God is about to change her life, that God speaks to her. Her laughter shows 
that she still has a spark of joy, of hope, that this ridiculous promise could come true. The name of their son, Isaac, means he laughs. And after his birth, Sarah says, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. No longer does Sarah feel like people are laughing at her barrenness. They are sharing her joy over how God has transformed her life. Sarah finds joy in God's unexpected surprises. In having taken a path different than she imagined. But one which was incredibly fulfilling. A path that helped her encounter God in powerful ways. Hagar is told to go back to Sarah and submit to her. I can only imagine the complexities of feelings that would accompany such a command. God tells Hagar to name her son Ishmael, meaning God will hear. It is a sign that God will always be with Hagar and Ishmael. This gives Hagar the courage to go back to Sarah and Abraham because she is able to return with God's assurance that Ishmael is going to grow up to be strong and successful. Ishmael will have many descendants in that he will be the type of person that will not be submissive but will stand up in the face of injustice. Part of us might desire more freedom for Hagar. We might wish her story to end packaged nicely with a red bow. But unlike our sitcoms and reality TV shows, we can't easily create a happy ending in 30 minutes. But we can learn a lesson from Hagar, who is able to make peace in the moment. Hagar knows that there will be a new form of freedom in the future. She must wait, but now she has encountered God. She knows that God sees and hears her. She is now able to rest in the knowledge that God keeps promises. She can now return from the wilderness and share this transformation with others. A few women in the Old Testament with a name. A story who is held up as a founder of our faith. Sarah's story reminds us that with God, despair and hopelessness don't have the final word. We are not left alone in the wilderness. We are part of a bigger story that transforms emptiness into fullness. Despair into laughter. None of us are worthless in God's eyes. God saw and spoke to and fulfilled promises to an old barren woman and a feisty slave girl. To women who may have been outcast and discounted by others. God called to be the matriarchs of three great faiths. Christianity and Judaism trace their roots back to Abraham through Sarah's son Isaac, and Islam through Hagar's son Ishmael. A new 
two, meet God when you feel like you are wandering through the wilderness. God sees you and can transform your despair into hope. May you trust God to lead you out of the wilderness, back to the people and places that need to hear your story of hope and transformation. Let it be so.